The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Well, a good Tuesday morning to you. You're listening to WGNS today. August the 9th. Again, August the 9th, Tuesday. And one of the items we are going to look at today, we're going to update listeners on the August 4th election cycle that we just recently came to a close on. And uh, a lot of folks have been asking, well, we didn't hear some of the interviews, wanted to hear those. So we're going to air some of those interviews from that night of August 4th to start this morning off and let you hear you know, just get an idea of how everything actually panned out. And if you have not looked at the election results, the most recent election results that again closed on Election Day, which we covered live, you can go to our website and find all the information there. It's all at WGNSRadio.com. So we'll get to that in just a second. You're tuned in to WGNS today again Tuesday. It is August the 9th, and as always, you can listen to us not only on the air, traditional radio on FM 100.5, which is in Smyrna, or in Murfreesboro at FM 101.9 and AM 1450. You can listen to us at all of those places and then online at WGNSRadio.com. So talking about politics a little bit this morning... We have a commentary for you to start this show off, and it is MTSU Professor Larry Burris. He's a professor of journalism, and he has highlighted the need to drop the political fluff as we near the November 8th election date. It's a big year for elections, isn't it? Especially right here in Rutherford County, you had everything from local offices at the county level, at the city level, school board seats, then to state and federal level. You, you had a lot to vote for in these, recent, in these recent elections. And then one coming up again November 8th, and the November 8th election will be the state and federal general election, along with Eagleville, Laverne, and also the Smyrna municipal elections. Those are the next elections to come up on November the 8th. And, of course, as always, we'll cover all those election results as they come in on that night of November 8th, live just as we have done since 1947. So starting today's show off, dealing with the issues and leaving the fluff behind. That is what some people wish politicians and some of the major news networks would do more of instead of highlighting the little things. And we are inching closer, like I said, to the November 8th state and federal election date. So with all of that in mind, here is today's media commentary with MTSU professor of journalism, Larry Burris. With all of the election preliminaries out of the way, the 2022 midterm elections can now begin in earnest. And if the last two months of Republican and Democratic primary coverage has shown anything, it's that massive doses of fluff and hype are going out of style, at least with the general public. Every two years, we seem to come up against the same problems in covering elections. 
the candidates dance around the issues, refusing to deal with specifics, and too often reporters let them get away with it. And this campaign had hardly gotten off the ground when both Republicans and Democrats, at all levels, were accusing each other of ruining the economy, the climate, and the schools. Actually, accusations are fairly easy to cover, make for sensational stories and speculation, but actually shed little light on the policies and programs of the contenders. If, as the candidates themselves have said, this is the most important election ever facing America, then it's also time for some serious news coverage of that election. Pictures of the candidates shaking hands and standing in farm fields and in front of factory gates should not be allowed to substitute for hard questions and comparisons of the issues. If this campaign is typical, the candidates' handlers will try to avoid confrontation and dealing with specifics. But that's precisely what is needed. Reporters asking probing questions that deal with the specifics of recommendations and suggestions. During the last few months, reporters have shown an amazing ability to find out about the personal lives of the candidates, and too often this coverage has overshadowed the real substance of the issues. But between now and November, we can only hope the candidates and the reporters who cover them will deal with the issues and leave the hype and the fluff somewhere out in left field where it belongs. I'm Larry Burris. And again, that was MTSU professor of journalism, Larry Burris. He does a number of commentaries each week, and you can find them all on our website, wgnsradio.com. And in case you're wondering a little bit more about Burris's background, well, Dr. Burris, not only a professor of journalism, he teaches introductory and media law courses at MTSU. At the graduate level, he teaches quantitative research methods. Talk about interesting stuff because he gets into media law and he holds degrees from Ohio State University as a bachelor's in broadcast journalism, a master's in journalism as well. And he also attended the University of Oklahoma and there he has a master's in human relations. Then on top of all that, Dr. Burris has a Ph.D. in journalism from Ohio University and then Concord School of Law. So he has quite the background and quite the history. I always enjoy hearing his commentaries. You know, he's worked in print and broadcast news and public relations, and he has published extensively at both the academic level and then also in popular publications nationwide. He, he really is an interesting fella, for sure. But you can hear more of his commentaries on our website at WGNSradio.com. Just type in Larry Burris in the search bar on our site, and there you'll find more of his stories. Now, going back to the election results, because the election, the most recent election that just recently came to a close was on August the 4th. And on August the 4th, that night, election night, as the results came in, we updated listeners live on the air. We spoke to several candidates on election night. WGNS's Bart Walker and Brian Barrett covered that event. Again, the election results coming in live. And a lot of folks heard it on the radio, of course, live during the broadcast. But I wanted to 
replay some of those interviews from that night in case you missed it. Rutherford County's most complete election coverage. Here's Brian Barrett. There are several new faces in local government after the August 4th County Municipal and State Primary Elections. 29,377 Election Day early and absentee votes were cast. That's a 14.5% voter turnout. Joe Carr is county mayor-elect, garnering 2,131 more votes than the closest challenger, Randy Allen. In the race for the new Rutherford County mayor, Joe Carr, Republican, has won that seat. And the other candidates who are running against Carr were Randy Allen, with 10,387 votes. Norman Hanks, 1,853 votes. And Royce Olin Johnson, with 2,705 votes. In that race for county mayor, Allen, Hanks, and Johnson all ran as independents. Joe Carr ran as a Republican. The newly elected mayor told WGNS News on election night Thursday. I think for those of us who have been here a very, very long time, who grew up here, who multi-generational, we kind of maybe take it for granted. But, and that's a shame because we shouldn't because this is really a good place and it can be great and that's what I want to do. I want to, make, I want to be a good mayor that helps make a great county. It's all a process. It is. You it, do what it, you can it, and then the next guy. It is, but it, and, it's, it has, and, it's not, and the great thing about that, it has nothing to do with me. As broad as my shoulders are, they don't need to be that broad because we got great city mayors uh, in Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagle. We've got great elected officials. We've got a great state delegation. We've got phenomenal business leadership. We've got a phenomenal, phenomenal university. There is so much that is attractive about this community. We shouldn't be surprised that people from New York and Illinois and uh, California or want to move here. And they recognize what we have that they don't. That says a lot about this community. So I want to build on that. I want to embrace our challenges. But more importantly, I want to make sure we don't squander our opportunities. Again, the new mayor for Rutherford County, Joe Carr, winning with more than 2,100 votes over Randy Allen, who had 10,387 votes. Both Allen and Carr were more than 7,000 votes ahead of Hanks and Johnson by the end of the evening. Again, the new mayor of Rutherford County, Joe Carr. For WGNS News, I'm Scott Walker, and now back to Brian Barrett and Bart Walker. Travis Lampley is the new juvenile court judge for Rutherford County, defeating Andre Chrisman. Incumbent judge Mark Rogers held off a challenge from Mike Jones for Circuit Court Judge Division 1 by 1,234 votes. Mike Fitchie won re-election as county sheriff, plus Caleb Tidwell and Francis Rosales won seats on the county school board. And the only contested state primary was for the new House District 13. Longtime County Commissioner Robert Stevens held back Gabriel Fancher in the Republican primary. At the Rutherford County Election Commission, and Bart has a guest who's going to join him here, and that is a voice that you have come to know, a state senator here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and surrounding areas. Bart, take it away. Here in uh, Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and surrounding areas. Bart, take it away. Shane Reeves is with us. First of all, I appreciate WGNS. What do we do with that WGNS in, in Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, for people who really want to stay connected to local politics? Hands down, two things, Bart service. 
I've always kind of had a service heart, be it as a pharmacist or be involved with my church. So I love serving people at the state level. And, and the second thing is just the relationships. I have met some of the finest people at the state level, fellow colleagues in the General Assembly, in the Senate, in the House, and just across the district. You know, I have more than Rutherford County. I have Rutherford, Bedford, Marshall, Moore, and Lincoln counties. And with this redistricting, I lost Marshall County, I lost Lincoln County, but I picked up Cannon County. I mean, they feel like they're more a part of us that's, anyway. That's right. What are some of the challenges that you've faced? I know your background in pharmacy and things of that sort, that has helped you a lot. The one thing I found out real early when I first got elected was you, you really need to choose a lane on the things you want to focus on. Because of my background in business, my background in healthcare, that's really what I've tried to focus on down there. Just try to do what I can to provide a playing field where Tennessee businesses can be successful successful and people can have opportunity to get jobs. I've introduced and passed a number of bills in the state regarding health care for transparency and accessibility and, and making things more cost-effective and affordable. So that's really been my space. But outside those lanes, obviously I have to vote on those bills when they get to the floor, but uh, I've really tried to stay in the areas that I feel like I have the most expertise. It can make the biggest difference. What do you think is the biggest challenge in this particular area? In Rutherford? In Rutherford, and I guess really Bedford and Cannon, too. The massive, massive growth. I met my very first person two days ago who have moved here from Vermont. Now, I met folks from California and New York and Massachusetts. I said, why in the world are you moving down here from Vermont? And this individual said, it's just quality of life. It's cost of living. They're taxing me to death in Vermont and just good people in, in Tennessee. So I think our growth is a blessing. It's also a challenge as well. But I can tell you around the state, the other counties that are not growing like we are in the east and west would love to have our issues. So I think we've just got to continue to grow smartly and thoughtfully and make sure we're focusing on education and health care and infrastructure and poverty and just making sure we're bringing everybody up at the same time as we grow. As we look at the next General Assembly coming in in January, what do you think are some of the issues that the public's going to be wanting the Rutherford County delegation to get behind? This answer may change five times between now and we go back in January. Education is always going to be top of the list. I'm expecting Governor Lee this next session. One of his top focuses is going to be infrastructure. In Middle Tennessee, you can't get to Nashville anymore. So really taking a hard look at just a regionalism approach to Middle Tennessee, what can we do to improve the traffic situation, the congestion situations? I think that's going to be a really big focus of all of us moving forward because uh, it shouldn't be that hard to get to Nashville. I guess it was about a year ago, word was released that Amtrak was looking at the area. We were going to have a train from Nashville to Atlanta, and it was going to happen soon. I don't see it. I don't either. It seems like every single time you get to talking about transportation, there's a different solution. The monorail system that you see in Disney World, I'd heard they were looking at building one of those from the Nashville airport to downtown Nashville. That was another recent idea I've heard. I tend to think it's going to take a variety of solutions. It's going to take things like Amtrak. It's going to take maybe rethinking the interstate system so more people can go one direction in the morning coming back. We, we have to address it. People working from home alone doesn't, doesn't get it done, but it's a good problem to have in Tennessee. We're blessed. Oh, we will be talking with you on the next round in November and seeing what happens at that time. State Senator Shane Reeves with us. All right, Bart, thank you very much. State Senator Shane Reeves, he'll have a Democratic challenger in November, but did not have a challenger this evening. The new District 13 for State House Robert Stevens will be uh, moving on to face Democrat Jeff Crum in November. Stevens with 1,877 votes, Gabriel Fancher with 1,187 to take the Republican nomination, Robert Stevens.
And, uh, Bart, I think you've got Melissa Harrell. We do. Our circuit court clerk, Melissa Harrell, is with us. And you're unopposed on this round. Yes, sir, I am. So that is a relief. Oh, it is. Uh, these candidates that have been out here all day today, it's a hard day for them, but an exciting and nervous, too. But now you have been now in the new judicial building for a full term in office. I know it has to be exciting. The new building is fabulous. I cannot express how wonderful that building is. It's state-of-the-art security. We have room for different things like our jurors that we didn't have before. We have room to grow, so it's one of Rutherford County's great things that they've done. Good to see that you're planning ahead on that because there are several unfinished rooms or is the entire upper floor unfinished? We have one floor that's unfinished and it allows us to have room to grow. That's really thinking ahead. Really thought out, well planned. And one thing that's really exciting to see and hear about with the new judicial building is the security, which you've already brought up. But we hear frightening things happening in other communities. We have been very fortunate and it's obviously because of the security. Yes, Rutherford County Sheriff's Department does a absolutely wonderful job. No handbags are brought in, nothing's being slipped in, everybody is searched when they come in the building. We have officers on every single floor. They really work hard and I'm very proud to work with them. We thank you for chatting with us this evening. We look forward to talking with you again in the near future. Thank you. Thanks for everything you guys do too. Thank you so much. Thank you. 15 of the 21 county commission districts were contested. Democrat Hope Oliver defeated Republican David Gammon by 28 votes in District 1. In District 5, longtime incumbent Carol Cook defeated by 65 votes by challenger Laura Davidson. Republican Phil Dodd in District 16 finished 63 votes ahead of Democrat Kyle Mulliken. District 17 incumbent Republican Jeff Phillips edges Democrat Mariah Phillips by 33 votes. Ramel McMurray finished 63 votes ahead of Corey Cipolla in District 19. In Murfreesboro, Shane McFarland won re-election as mayor. On the council, Vice Mayor Madeline Scales-Harris, the top vote-getter, with Austin Maxwell and Jamie Avawater taking the two open seats. Amanda Moore retains her seat on the city school board, with Barbara Long and Karen Dodd taking the open seats. In Smyrna, Lisa Brewer is the new court clerk. Rutherford County's most complete election coverage. Well, you are tuned in to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today, the 9th of August. And one of the items we were covering this morning, just giving you an update on some of those election night results from August the 4th, in case you missed them. It was a big time for elections, and we have another big time for elections right around the corner with another election date coming up. Now, statewide, I wanted to go over this one more time because I, I do know that a lot of folks may have missed it because we've had so much news on the air lately. It just seems like there's so much happening in Rutherford County and really throughout the state. But the end results of the statewide election for governor of Tennessee, of course, Bill Lee was the only Republican, Republican nominee and. He is the incumbent governor of Tennessee, but Bill Lee, current governor, had 494,195 votes. And then on the Democratic ticket, in the Democratic primary for governor of Tennessee, you had three names that came to the top of the list in different communities throughout all 95 counties in the state. Jason Brantley Martin winning on the Democratic ticket. Then just beneath 
Jason Martin, you had J.B. Smiley Jr. And then after that, number three was Carnita Faye Atwater. And when you look at the breakdown of the numbers of votes they received, Jason Martin received 101,000 votes. Actually, the exact number, 101 to 21. So that represents 39.38% of the votes going to Jason Martin. Then just below Martin, you had J.B. Smiley Jr., with 99,753 votes. Now, to give you an idea of how close of a race that was, J.B. Smiley Jr. received 38.81% of the votes on the Democratic ticket for governor, while Jason Brantley Martin received 39.38% of the votes. Meanwhile, Atwater Atwater received 21.81% of the votes but to break it down even further this is how close of a race on the get democratic ticket for governor that race in particular was because in rutherford county smiley who ranked number two overall across the state he ranked number three on the list here in rutherford county in fact he was 1755 votes behind martin who was the one who won statewide on the Democratic ticket for governor of Tennessee. But check this out. Jason Martin won statewide by 1,468 votes over J.B. Smiley Jr. That's not very many votes, is it? He was just 1,468 votes behind Martin, who won for the state of Tennessee, on the Democratic ticket, which means you will see him going against Governor Bill Lee come November 8th for that election cycle. But again, Smiley, he he could have taken the race had he have won the votes in Rutherford County. Because again, Smiley was 1,755 votes behind Martin in Rutherford County. So it's interesting, you know, that really does say politics is all local it truly says that when you look at the governor race and how close smiley was on the democratic ticket to martin martin who won statewide with only well roughly 1400 votes above jb smiley jr and then ironically smiley ranked at number three on the list winning in rutherford county well not winning in rutherford county but he was roughly 1,700 votes behind uh, Martin in Rutherford County. So had he have possibly done more political handshaking in Rutherford County, he, he could have pulled off the state even, you know. But that was interesting. But on the Democratic ticket, again, Jason Brantley Martin won, and he will be going up against Governor Bill Lee come November 8th for that election cycle. But that August 4th event that, took place last week, the August 4th election cycle that just ended. Uh, That ends the primary race for candidates vying for both state and federal seats, which means those who won in this round of the process will be back to face off November the 8th for the general election. So we do have a lot more election news coming your way over the next few weeks. 
next few months. And yes, we'll cover the November 8th election results live, just as we did for August the 4th. When we come back from this break, we're going to be joined by Christy Sanford from Greenhouse Ministries. That comes your way next, right here on WGNS. Of course, live next. Stay with us, folks. Time right now, 842, as we pause to take a look at that weather forecast and hear from some of our sponsors who make our 75 plus years of broadcasting possible. Sponsors like Animal City. Hello, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. All of us at Animal City would like to say thank you to the Murfreesboro and surrounding communities for supporting this family-owned business for 32 years. When you come see us, make sure to check out our two full floors full of great pets and supplies to keep them happy and healthy. Animal City, for your dog, cat, reptile, bird, and much, much more. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies, a high around 90. Then for tonight, chance for rain and storms, cloudy low of 71. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. Let's learn about Adams Place, the area's premier senior living center. We're talking with Terry Deal. We do have the medical staff on campus. While they are not housed in the independent living community, they're right next door. So in the event of an emergency, in addition to calling 911, we have access to be able to bring a nurse over to provide instant assistance. What if you want to have friends over who don't live here to play cards, to eat dinner, or what have you? What I like to tell people is that when you move to Adams Place, you really are not changing your lifestyle. You're changing your address. And if your lifestyle still includes friends coming over to play cards or to have a social event with you or family coming over to spend the afternoon or spend the night, that is what you need to continue doing. Socialization is important for everyone. Adams Place has a full calendar of events uh, in each of our different levels of care. They need to just give us a call and let the staff direct them to whichever part of campus they're interested in. Just call our main phone number and the receptionist will get you in contact with whichever of us needs to address your needs. This is Terry Deal. Would like to invite you to come visit with us at Adams Place. Just give us a call, 615-904-9111. We'd love to show you around our beautiful community. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
A good Tuesday morning to you. Right now that time, 846, as we head to Greenhouse Ministries. And Christy Sanford joins us this morning. Christy, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am good. Well, a lot going on at Greenhouse Ministries. And boy, a lot of change over the last 12 or so months. Good changes, too. Yes, we are in a new building. We have a full schedule. It's exciting. It is. And and one of the new programs that has taken off there at Greenhouse Ministries is a program for men geared towards men and helping them change their direction. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. We have a program called Living University. This is something um, that my dad had always wanted to do. So um, we kind of call it his baby, but it's a dream that he had when we first started Greenhouse 23 years ago. And we just really didn't have the facilities to fully make it happen. And so when we moved into this new building on Academy Street, we built a second story that has 17 studio apartments and one resident manager apartment. So now we are able to fully um, do the program that we have been wanting to do. And what it is is that we have men um, who are really ready to make a change in their life. So it's not a recovery program at all. I like to call it a post-post-recovery So it's men who are ready to um, kind of move on from their past. And we have uh, 15 or so modules um, that they will walk through over 12 to 18 months, depending how long it takes them to complete them. And they can be ranging. uh, We've got some that are budgeting, life goals, those kind of things. We also have some fun ones uh, like etiquette. So maybe how to tie a bow tie, things like that. We also have one for citizenship, so they're studying um, the Constitution, the citizenship uh, test, uh, personality test, also learning about um, culture, maybe visiting museums and things like that. A broad scope of things that maybe they didn't learn growing up or didn't have a mentor that walked through things with them. So we're super excited. Uh, we've had some men that have been here about six months, some that are just moving in, so It really just depends on um, how long it takes to get through the process. Each man also has a mentor that will help them walk through it. So it's it's really a great program, Um, and we're we're very excited just to finally have you know hit the green light and started it. You know, it's interesting the clients that you work with. It's interesting when you start talking to them and you take a a long, hard look back at their life and some of the different things that took place, and then you can pretty much realize and pin down what exactly occurred that led them astray in some way to maybe live on the street or to battle addiction. But I know you're able to really pinpoint those things through conversation, and that's all built on, of course, relationships. And if you have that relationship, then you can get them the proper help. Exactly. I um, And you're, you're similar with me that I am very curious about people's um, histories, their backgrounds. And so one of the things I love to do is to ask questions. And I think that's something that we do here a lot at Greenhouse. We ask questions. We take the time. We listen. We want to know what makes you you. And for us, that's exactly what it is. We begin to discover, you know, maybe situations that have happened in the past or maybe um, decisions that were made. And then we go back and we look, okay, what can we do to go back, maybe fill in that gap 
um, you know, add, add an education piece or add a relationship piece or add a networking piece with another business and really talk about dreaming again. You know, lots of times we just discover that people are frozen and they're stuck where they are and they're in chaos and crisis and they just stopped dreaming and stopped thinking again and uh, about things they want to do or become. And so that's the beautiful part for us about Living University is that we're really able to have them pause the chaos, give them a safe place for 12 to 18 months to really dream again, really work on some specific areas and be, you know, a ready to go, ready to take on and, you know, explore new options. For so many people out there who are listening, for those who have been through greenhouse programs, and for those who are thinking about, well, trying to take that next step up in order to get some help for whatever issue they're they're facing, so many people have had some type of negative event in their life, some type of trauma in their past, and that one event even though they may not realize it yet, that one event is the one thing holding them back. So it's about, I guess, digging in deep and trying to figure out how to talk openly about whatever that negative event was. And I think talking about stuff really helps to to change people. Absolutely. I think uh, it's very common, especially, you know, what's happened in our, you know, in the last couple of years, people isolate and they just try to solve their own problems on their own without any help without communicating and it really is exactly that I think it's learning not to isolate learning to communicate learning to have conversations with people Um, you know we're not made to walk in this world alone in my opinion Um, and so that way we begin to help each other you know we all have different strengths and weaknesses so when we have conversations with people we can come in and support where there is a weakness. And if someone, you know, our guys upstairs, they have some amazing strengths. And to be able to capitalize on that and build up some of their weaknesses, that's when we're really beginning to see people flourish. We're beginning to see, you know, confidence come, um, restoration in relationships. So I think you're exactly right. When people are uh, beginning to communicate and not isolate, it really does make a difference. What are some of the the key things that you have heard over the years from clients there at Greenhouse? What are some of the key things that you've heard people say, you know, this is X, Y, Z, and this happened to me at whatever age, and this this is what really changed my path. What types of horrible things have you heard where people, you know, returned from and came back stronger from? Well, I think a lot of times, one of the big things that we hear are people who maybe have grown up in the foster care system. So, you know, absent uh, parental units, whether it's a mom or a biological mom or dad, and then, you know, bounce around in foster care or, and that's with relatives or, you know, with someone that's not relative. And they just don't have stability. You know, we talk a lot um, at Greenhouse about poverty, middle class, and wealth, and there's hidden rules, you know, among all of those classes. Um, a lot of times, it's it's not a financial class. You know, it's not a financially poverty, financially middle class, or wealth, but it's about a mentality. And so, for us, poverty is without resources. So, that could be, you know, resources of a support system or resources of 
um, access to quality education or quality um, mentorship. So those kind of things. And, you know, we have situational things like that, you know, talking about um, things that people have not overcome. You know, we have, um, I remember there's a story of a lady that we worked with who was definitely in a wealth class and had a domestic violence situation and showed up. Someone brought her here. No ID, no shoes, no nothing. And she had no idea how to navigate, you know. And so for us to be able to come under and support and really help people navigate the next steps or to really be able to think and process when they're not in chaos and crisis mode, to really just give them that moment in time, whether it's the 12 to 18 months like Living University or whether it's a couple of hours or maybe a week we work with them or, you know, even longer, just to have them to pause and, and think and not have to be in crisis mode while they're sitting in our chairs. You know, I, I don't know what it is about the lives of certain people, but there are indeed some people out there who have gone from one tragic event to another. It may have started out with the loss of a loved one. Then right after that, maybe they're injured in a car wreck. Then following that, they lose their job. I mean, but there are certain people out there, for whatever reason, they have gone through one hardship after another, and that leads them to live well, they're they're on fight or flight mode twenty four seven eventually, and then exactly. they can't think clearly. Exactly, and I think we we have uh, seen that a lot. You know, where people they have maybe one situation that started kind of that roller coaster, like you're talking about, and sometimes it's just giving them some stability, even in one area, and helping them make a good decision in one area will help begin to snowball it in a positive way. And and sometimes people don't even know where to go. They're in that fight or flight mode, but they don't even know resources of where to go or, you know, who, who will help or who's available, those kind of things. Um, and so one of the things we really like to do here at Greenhouse is to be able to have those resources available, even if it's not something we do here on our campus we try to have resources so that we know that we can point them in the right direction. So I think you're right. I think, you know, sometimes people get in that snowball and then they, they don't even have time to think about there might be other options and they're just in crisis mode and everything is negative. Everything is down. And um, just to have a place to be able to pause and think is a huge uh, thing to have. Again, this morning, we're talking with Christy Sanford, CEO of Greenhouse Ministries right here in Murfreesboro. You know, words are are big. Words are powerful. But a lot of times it takes a whole lot more than just saying those things that we've always heard. Because I know one thing that people always say to another person going through a hard time is God doesn't give you more than you can handle, which while that is true, at the same time, sometimes you have to walk alongside people and show them how to relive and, and help them out, but you have to be willing to do that. Absolutely. I am a firm believer, you know, unfortunately we're in a fallen world, and this is, you know, my belief that we're in a fallen world, but we're also not meant to walk alone here. And whether that is a, a spouse, a family unit, friends, counselors, mentors, 
whatever it is, we're not meant to walk, walk alone. And so I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, sometimes words, um, especially in crisis mode, don't always help, but actions and support do. And I think um, I'm with you. I think it's very, very important when people have gone through crisis or a loss that they find a way to find a support system that actually walks with them, not just encourages. Encouraging is great. I mean, words are life. Um, You know, we say that a lot. Life and death are in the tongue. But um, also part of that is being able to walk along somebody, help carry a load for a minute. You know, those things um, help them make decisions, help them walk um, the next step. You know, I think it's extremely important. And sometimes people, you know, that don't have that support system, it's key that they find it. And I think finding a good support system helps to make the positive steps and not the negative steps and continuing the snowball. Well, we only have 30 seconds left. Talking with Christy Sanford of (laughs) Greenhouse Ministries. It went by quick. If anybody would like to be involved with Greenhouse, I guess first step, go to greenhousemen.org. That's M-I-N.org or just stop by, maybe that would help. Absolutely. We'll take anybody. We have a volunteer orientation we can walk through, but we've got so many things available. Sounds great. Well, Christy, thank you for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Again, Christy Sanford, Greenhouse Ministries. You're listening to WGNS Murfreesboro.